We are demonstrating some core strength here on a Friday morning over here at the Props Network. This is TPN, the walk on the Friday. Props drop and sliding in Collinsworth style. I am Joel Walkowski. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm drinking my water. I haven't left my apartment in seven days, but it's all right because we got football games to wager on every single night. Is this heaven? I think it just might be. Well, it's going to get a little bit more heavenly because we have the angel of wagers joining us as he does every Friday. He writes how to bet videos for all different types of wagers. He writes a column every week where he bets every single NFL game. Please welcome a man who was once called the Draymond Green of our pickup game. That's true. Steve Clark. (laughs) Yo, what's up? Hey, I'm sorry I called you an angel in the intro. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) The angel of wagering. (laughs) I, I don't mind that nickname. Yeah, okay, that's good. The Steve Clark, the angel of wagering. I think that you know, what... makes me mysterious. The devil was an angel, you know, <laughs> so I could be either a good angel or a bad angel. <laughs> and it depends on how your picks do each week. Yeah. Yeah. They, I'll have a little Steve on each shoulder. One will tell me to take the Ram. They'll have a little halo. And then there'll be a little devil guy going, no, Darnold's due. He's from Southern California. <laughs> 17. <laughs> yeah 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 that game's gonna suck that game is gonna be awesome i i think that <laughs> I, I i put i bet on the jets last weekend <laughs> did you really i did yeah i uh did had such a good early slate and i was just like yeah i'll throw it out some will come back to me and um in my <laughs> success in the early slate i've since gone Owen 12 <laughs> all week I oh have, my gosh i haven't won a single bet um I was on the Raiders last night, Thanks. and I was on was the Browns Monday night, and I was on the Steelers Sunday night. So yep. we are just rolling with it. I got some bad soccer parlays in between, thanks to Donnie Sengstek, but I'm fin to bounce back this weekend. <laughs> that Browns beat was brutal. That was, and I like it wasn't even unexpected. It was like when when Justin Tucker kicked that field goal with two seconds left on the clock. It's like, okay, yeah, Baker's going to either throw a pick six or he's going to lateral it into the end zone. And Disgusting. It, but it was such a long lateral play. It took... It's <laughs> just unnecessary. Yeah. It was 40 seconds long. I, I made a sandwich. I walked the dog. And they, it was still just backup tight ends throwing it back and forth. It was brutal. Just brutal. But, you know, it, it is amazing because the Thursday night game gets a little crap. But it's been... Just awesome night games this week. We are so lucky to have it. It's not always the case. So let's be grateful when it does come across our our television like it has this week. For sure. And we get Saints Chiefs this week, which I think this late in the season is extremely uncommon to have two teams with double digit wins. So very happy about that. Yeah. And there's actually a really fun slate of Saturday games that we you can our listeners they're going to be able to put on along with all the college football conference championships like power five championships they kick off tonight so this is actually one of the best weekends of the football year yeah it's gonna be and yeah exactly we need to just like take a breath and remember that 
there's football happening. Because in two months, we're going to be wishing we were in this situation. Yeah, and and think about how we've all been locked down for a a long time here. Think about those days in April, May, June, where nothing was going on. The next three days, even four if you want to count Steelers, Bengals. So the next days, there's going to be amazing football on around the clock. And you're not allowed to leave your house. So be grateful. No family visiting for the holidays yet. Exactly. And this is it. I have my last final tonight. It ends right before the Pac-10 championship game. Nice. So I'm going to go. I'm doing my charity toy drive tomorrow morning. So after I get that out of the way, I'll have done my good deed. So I'm able to just plant on the couch for 36 hours. I cannot wait. It's going to be. And then NBA starts. And We're, like, this is it, baby. This is perfect time right now. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to, I can't do it. I have Kevin Durant fever. I'm I've heard all the reports. Oh, yeah. Good. He looks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, before we get into the props drop, I do want to share one email exchange I had this morning. So I used to be a net season ticket holder. They were very good to me. We continue to have something of a relationship and they email me like once a month. They're like, Oh, how can we get you to back in the arena? And I, now my just reply is, yeah, I'll purchase season tickets again as soon as you get rid of Kyrie Irving. <laughs> it's me or them, Nets. Yeah. Me or I, him. Yeah, I mean, he's just a pawn. Like, I don't want to pay <laughs> to see this small guy perform. I really want to see the big dogs like a uh, king, like Kevin Dr- But yeah, that that is my stance. That was my email, so I'm happy to do it. But let's get to the props drop. It's a really fun slate. And do you want to kick it off since you are the former kicker of us two? Yeah, let's do it. I, for the third week in a row, Uh-oh. first first two weeks it worked. And I'm going back again. Jonathan Taylor, 75 plus rush yards. Exact same bet I've been placing the last two weeks. He's hit both times. And now he's against the Texans who has one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. They allow over 152 yards per game on the ground. And he's seeing a lot of touches. He saw a 44% touch share last week. He played 56% of the snaps. And, you know, he's on fire. Last three games, 90 yards, 91 yards, 150 yards. The first time I bet on him was against the Texans, 91 yards on 13 carries. So I'm going back to the well here and taking Jonathan Taylor over 75. And you, you got to love that, not only because of all the factors you mentioned, but you have to look at the other side of the sidelines here. The Texans offense is pretty decimated in terms of injuries to their receiving core. I don't think they're going to be able to put up points against a very good Indianapolis defense that has so much to play for right now. And they're not able to put the put up points. Indianapolis will be protecting a lead and in to further that aim they're going to be handing it to their young fresh running back jonathan taylor he's been great lock it in every week he can be your coastal carolina yeah (laughs) he's been crushing he's so good yeah it's like maybe it won't hit every week but yeah i think it will so i my first bet it isn't on the saturday game it is panthers at packers There's a really nice tease out there, I think, between the Packers and Seahawks. But unrelated to that, I like Aaron Jones' longest reception under 12 and a half yards. Okay. Now, you might think, oh, Aaron Jones, he's a great weapon. He breaks things downfield. But if you look at his his catch log for the season, 
it's around a seven to eight yard average. And if you look at a game by game breakdown, there's only two games where the he would have he got longer than 12 and a half yards. So it's kind of a statistical anomaly. But Aaron Jones under 12 and a half seems pretty probable there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that pick a lot. And he's, you know, he's a he's a bigger guy. He's more of a dump off guy. He's not one of those like Le'Veon Bell, Clyde Edwards Hilaire running backs who will break outside. He's playing out of the backfield every play. So yeah, that's an interesting pick though, because he can break tackles. But like you said, it hasn't happened this year. So yeah. And it did start like I went, I wanted the over because I was like, oh, Aaron Jones, he's he's a very great player. I'm impressed with him every week. He can break one. Then I looked at his pro football reference and the numbers just couldn't be in stronger support of the opposing case. So I switched my pick there. I'm going with the data here. Yeah. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has weapons to throw to other than his running back. So he might not be targeted a ton of times in this game. Yeah easily should be a a, i think the panthers will make it a fun game but packers will ultimately prevail i've been eyeing that money line but i will be staying away so packers money line yeah i think yeah i would do it if you're gonna are you gonna um parlay it with something um i i'm really looking at the seahawks on sunday morning if it's a haskins russell wilson matchup i really want to be on seattle but given the travel five and a half points is too many for me so that that washington defense too yeah but i do think with a good defensive line like that kind of plays into russell wilson's strengths a little bit so he'll be able to create things i do have a a pick that goes into that later on so tease so I will return the floor to you. All right. I'll stay in this game. Um, and I'll take Robert Tunyon over 0.5 touchdowns at plus 159. Love it. He scored a touchdown in each of his last four games. And he scored nine touchdowns this year. And then I'm also going to tag on Robert Tunyon over three and a half catches at minus 113. Carolina is terrible against tight ends they've allowed 75 catches to tight ends this season six touchdowns to tight ends and they allow nearly two passing touchdowns per game i think aaron Rodgers has a huge game probably throws for three touchdowns and tunyon's been one of his favorite receivers in the red zone so i like the touchdown i like over three and a half catches Man, I know Sam's going to get be mad at me, but I couldn't agree with you more here because <laughs> we have such a huge track record of watching Aaron Rodgers. And he, during the stretch, he tends to zero in on one receiver as his goal line threat. We saw it with James Jones many times in previous seasons. And it seems like Tunyon's occupying that role in the offense for the Packers. He looks to him at the goal line constantly. He looks to him on third downs all the time. The hands of their number one receiver isn't great. So Tunyon's a great option here. I love the pick. And I love that when he corrected announcers on how to pronounce his name, he said it was like Funyon, not Onion. Yeah, yeah, the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Funyon stan. I ride for them. They're like beautiful, but a little bit more convenient to put on your fingers. So yeah. <laughs> I am all about it. Okay, so you know I got to back my dude on Saturday night. I have been 
doing this pick also three weeks in a row. Okay. Rulock over one and a half touchdowns. You know, the odds are getting a little bit better. They're minus 110 right now. But the Denver Broncos only exist right now to show off their passing offense. They, yeah. He has the green light more than yeah. maybe any other quarterback in the league right now. And you're seeing him get more confident as the weeks go on. Yeah. So, yeah, against a Buffalo team that's going to put up points in a home game that's on primetime and nationally televised, I think Drew Locke is going to just be given all the freedom he wants to chuck it down to Judy and KJ Hamler is not, was a revelation last week. The Broncos have some weapons. I was totally off on them this year, but I think they were really snake bit. So that's a team to watch moving forward. I think. Yeah. And that's a team that just played the Panthers last week and you saw Drew Locke exploit that defense. So yeah, I, I like him again this week. And yeah, like you said, what else do they really have to do other than give their their young quarterback confidence, let them throw the ball around. Um, that's going to be a fun game. Yeah, that's going to be a fun game. And if you don't like the touchdowns thing, over under for attempts is 34 and a half. The line Love that. Minus Love that. You're like, if you don't think yeah. touchdowns, you at least know Drew's going to throw 34 and a half. So it's very safe there. Yeah. Love that pick. All right. All right. Do I have anything from that game? I don't think I do. No. All right. So I'm going to go to the Rams game we were talking about earlier. I hate the spread is too big. Spread is too big. I'm not taking minus 17 with any team, even if it's against the Jets. I think I ended up teasing this game down, but I am going to take Cam Akers 75 plus rushing yards after what we saw last week and the week before. I think he, this is his backfield now. He played 79% of the snaps last week and had a 60% touch share. That's crazy. He had 29 carries. I mean, it was a very game scripty game where it made sense to give him that many carries. And I think the same will apply this week. If they can take an early lead against the Jets, should pound the ball 25 times with Cam Akers, should get him a 75 plus rush yards. And it's not just that the data is there. It's that Cam Akers destroys the eye test. He's so, he's so good in the backfield. He's like in the, the linebacker unit, a, a heartbeat after the ball is snapped. He has yeah. great quickness. I do worry that it could be too much of a blowout. Like they've mm-hmm. already kind of run through Gurley because of high usage. If yep. it's becoming such an important part of the offense and they have a huge game versus Seattle coming up, are you really going to see a lot of them in the second half? I hope so. I mean, that last week we had, we had a pretty easy win and we saw Cam Akers the whole game, 29 carries. So, but yeah, after a 29 carry game, maybe they limit him a little bit to kind of balance it out. But I still think 75 yards isn't a lot, even if he only gets 15 carries. Yeah. And I, I'm with you there. I've just agreed with you across the board. So I had to be the devil's advocate there. And, you know, this, I don't think it will be as ugly of a blowout as the Jets experienced last week. Right. And my next wager, it takes place in the same game because it's hard to find an angle to bet in this Jets Rams game. And I actually found two angles. You got to bet both of them though. Okay. So <laughs> these are two bets on the Jets offense. You bet Brashad Perriman 
to score a touchdown. Okay. Denzel Mims to score a touchdown. Both are plus 280. Oh, perfect. You, you just got to hope for one of them to hit. Yeah, and then if two of them hits, you're Warren Buffett. <laughs> the Jets didn't score last week. The Jets, you know, even 0-16 teams score touchdowns. These guys are pretty adept. They are NFL starters, <laughs> and they're the best weapons on this Jets offense by far. If the Jets get into the end zone at all, and I think that'll happen, I mean – the Rams have a very good defense, but I think we'll see 17 points out of the Jets this weekend. And I think you'll see at least one scored by either Mims or Perriman. And that's a nice payout. That is a nice payout. I Man, we'll see. We'll see. I could see the Jets scoring a rushing touchdown. Yeah, Ty Johnson doing well, too. Yeah, what a beast. Our secondary is good. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the idea here of like, Picking the two top receivers. Here's the thing, though. What if it's a Jamison Crowder game? What if he gets three I touchdowns? Like Jamison Crowder. Crowder game ruins my. But this, this, this all came from me trying to come up with an angle to watch this game because we live in New York. I know it's going to be on the big screen come right. Monday afternoon. I don't have a choice in that. So, yeah. what's the most fun wager I can have on this game? I think it's this one. I think it's going to be a really fun Sunday for it. And that, that one will be in play the entire game because they'll be throwing garbage time will be a ton of passes to Mims and Perriman. They could break one off. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Sam, Sam Darnold's playing back in Los Angeles. You think that sunshine Sammy ain't throwing a couple tutties? Come on now. <laughs> he's a California legend. He's like a, an honorary Wilson brother. <laughs> Darnold balling out in SC. We all know it. And SD's winning the Pac-12 tonight. Fight on. Okay, go ahead, Steve. All right, I'll stay in the, the NFC West here. I'm going to go to the 49ers game. Um, Taking Brandon Ayuk, 75-plus receiving yards at plus 100. Debo's out. So Ayuk is the guy. And last week... When Debo was out, I got 16 targets. Whoa. He's yeah. They're, they're force feeding him the ball. And the last five weeks, even when Debo was still playing, he's averaging over 11 targets per game, over seven catches per game and 99 yards per game in the last five weeks. It's gonna. Yeah. I think he's going to go off this game. 75 plus at even odds seems like great, like a great spot for me. Yeah, the only way this goes against you is if he he's done enough production to draw that defensive attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he might be the most known weapon on this Niners offense right now. It's an extremely banged up team. So, yep. you know, I'm worried about the defensive game plan and him being like giving double coverage or maybe even a spy because he gets so many weird gadget plays. He gets so many weird gadget plays, yeah. But yeah, I I would lean to back the guys who are just becoming cornerstones of their team. So this would be a good week. Like, I'm on Mims and Perriman here because they're part of the future moving forward. And Ayuk, he's going to be, be a huge part of this Shanahan offense in the next few seasons. So it's great for them to get give him the reps as the number one guy. Yeah, totally. He's... So good. I remember during the draft, I was like, I, 
if the Rams drafted any receiver, I would want Denzel Mims and Brandon Ayuk. And we yeah. got Van, Van Jefferson, who ends up who like Van Jefferson is great, but Ayuk has always been one of my favorites out of this class. Yeah, but Van Jefferson first, you got the name Van. Great. Uh, <laughs> there's not many names you can live in. Like nobody's gonna <laughs> drag down by the river. <laughs> but I also like that his his father is an NFL receivers coach. Yeah. Jefferson, former Charger. He was the receiver coach for the Lions. And, you know, he helped develop a lot of great players during his tenure. Their unit was always good. Yeah. Van Rocks. He, like, first day of training camp knew every route. You could tell his dad has been coaching him for 20 years. 20 years. Since he was two years old. Yikes. That That's a hard upbringing. Okay. <laughs> so I have um, one more, and then Sam has a bet he'd like for us to discuss. He's going to bring it on the screen here. Okay. I like DK Metcalf, longest reception over 27 and a half yards, minus okay. 115. And I like that because of the strength of this Washington defensive line. It'll lead to broken plays, and Russell's so good at extending plays. And when he does, DK is usually the guy he looks for in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I think Russell's going to connect on one of those during this game. So I like the over of 27 and a half here. Yeah. And DK has become the number one target by far. Like Tyler Lockett and him were kind of sharing that role first half of the season, but now it's, now it's the DK show. And yeah, those, uh, every time he does it in a game, the announcers always say the, the moon, the moon drop. What do they call it? When, whenever Russell throws an arcing throw into the receiver's the hands, moon shot. the moon shot, he was going to catch a moon shot for you. Yeah. But I thought that was a home run term. Like it sounds like a home run. Yeah. That's like, I, I remember that from like he- reading descriptions of Daryl strawberry playing for the 86 Mets. What's yeah. that, <laughs> that phrase? Yeah. Well, there's only so many sports terms, Joel. Sometimes you have to borrow from other sports. Yeah, I mean, Russell's going to throw some great circuit clouts to DK this Sunday. I'm really looking forward to those dingers. <laughs> Let's just do an episode where everything's a home run. Huh? <laughs> well, I guess all these picks are home runs. I think we're hot this week. Okay. Well, yeah, we've been, we've been hot in the last couple of weeks, so we'll see. Yeah, as the season goes on, these become a larger percentage of my weekly wagers. So, you know... Maybe fantasy football is obsolete. Maybe player prop bets are the way of the future. And no, this take is not at all informed by the fact that I have five guys in my starting lineup on the COVID list for a championship this weekend. All right. Oh, my God. Yeah, five. Ronald Jones. My my team's built around Ronald Jones. (laughs) I got to start Giovanni Bernard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go to hell. Bet on players. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, Cutler, what's the bet? Oh, there's a Saturday salami. <clears throat> Ooh, 98. Over under, 98 and over and under for the whole Saturday at points bet. Okay, so okay. we've got the Panthers. For they're two good, games. They're good yeah. for 28. Bills are probably good for at least 24. <laughs> We're at 50. That's 52 already. 52. Damn, I, I, I've got a math final later today. I'm in trouble. <laughs> okay, so we, we need 47 points out of the 
Broncos and the Packers. I think the Packers put up 30. Okay. I'll I'll take the under here. <laughs> What's the weather? Do we know the weather? Well, I'm just Hold thinking on. it's Wisconsin and Denver. There's got to be some bad weather there. You you okay, here we go. Those places and imagine Sam Darnold with his surfboard. We've got 44 with 8 miles an hour winds in Denver, not terrible. And then in in Green Bay, we've got 31 degrees, four mile per hour winds and foggy. So it shouldn't be too bad. I'll take the over. Give me the over. I think the Packers go bananas against the Panthers. I'll take the under. I know the Panthers have a lot of great young talents on that defense. I'm going to support them this Saturday by taking the under in the salami. I love the salami. Yeah. Is it lunchtime yet? Come on. <laughs> and if you are watching us, I know people are tuning in every week to the props drop. We're getting engagement. We're getting viewers, but we need subscribers. So if you like Steve, if you like our him wearing a hat, giving picks, if you like me talking trash, I know a lot of you don't like my opinions on the Bears or the Giants, but some people like things about me, allegedly. So smash that subscribe button. We have a great track record this year. These are in, These are some of the best football conversations I have every week and we engage with you we give you the information you want for each specific sunday right here at the props network and you know the site's coming along great like we have a saturday nba futures betting show dropping next week we have steve writing a blog every friday about betting every single game and then we have donnie singstead giving some of the most in-depth college football analysis possible he is a college student He's got football players in his classes, and I knew to bet against his school because he gave me COVID info, and that's what you'll get. Wow. Props Network. So check out the propsnetwork.com and hit the subscribe button. Boom. You know what? I've become a hat guy over quarantine because I haven't gotten a haircut, and I hate it. I I think that's why I went bald so early. I was always a hat guy, and now that I'm bald, I'm not a hat guy, weirdly enough. Yeah, but I, I no one in my family's bald. I think I just padded it up too much. <laughs> the, the head needs a little bit of sun to grow those follicles. Yeah, be careful. You are playing with fire, Steve. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my fiance give me a shave over the holiday break. I think give me a uh, nice trim. You, you'll get. She doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, but a nice shave. You you, you have no idea what you're in for. You get. We'll talk off the air. Um, <laughs> We don't need to go into my habits <laughs> here. That's not what the show is about. So I think you you are a poor pick. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Cowboys. I'm sticking with the Cowboys 49ers game. I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott under 57 and a half rushing yards. Okay. He's uh he's dealing with a calf injury. He hasn't been the Zeke we all know this season. And 49ers are really good against running backs. They allow the fifth fewest yards on the ground to running backs this year. And Tony Pollard gets like 10 to 12 touches a game. If he can keep eating into Zeke's workload and Zeke only gets 10 carries, this would be a hard number for him to hit. And finally, we have some disagreement here. Ooh. I agree with you that Tony Pollard has been awesome, been outperforming expectations, 
But Zeke has been getting criticized quite a bit in the media this week. And this is a Cowboys franchise that does respond to like public chatter with the on-field product. Jerry Jones, you know he's on McCarthy right now, telling him to get Zeke involved. And I think they're just going to force the Zeke issue, calf injury or not. I think he's heard the chatter. I think he sees the production of other running backs. And it could be a late-season statement game from him. Okay. This will be something we have to watch. Yeah, and you know Fox is going to put this on national television because it's the Cowboys and 49ers. Thanks, guys. The Cowboys technically are still not mathematically eliminated, so... This is a this is an important game. Yeah, he's got playoff implications. What do you think? About, <laughs> yeah. Look at the schedules. What do you think about taking the Eagles six to one in that division right now? Let me see who they have left. I think all the teams in that division lose this weekend. And then the, the Eagles have a divisional matchup next weekend. Yeah, they've got Cardinals and Cowboys as the last two games. Washington has Seahawks, Panthers. Yeah. Are what's the standings right now? Are the is Washington half a game up or a full yeah, game up? Yeah, they're half game up. But if it evens out, the Eagles still have that tie in their back pocket to if they finish at the same amount of wins. And you know, I don't think they'll beat Arizona this week, but you know, I don't think Washington's gonna beat Seattle either. I don't think New York's beating the Browns, and I think they'll beat the Cowboys. <laughs> Interesting. So if they beat the Cowboys and everyone else loses, they'll go to five, eight, and one. And Washington will be six and eight. And Giants will be five and nine. So yeah, then they'll be half a game behind. Interesting. Okay. And then week 17, they play Washington. So that's the that's the yeah, that's the play-in game, probably. Yeah, that's the play-in game. I love game. that. Yeah, six we to don't want odds. Might as well. It's amazing odds. We don't know who Washington's and, quarterback is. We it might be Dwayne Haskins. It's- and Jalen Hurts provided a spark. Like, he's good. And they're all season long, the Eagles' rushing attack has been a sabermetric darling, but Doug Peterson hasn't gone with it. By nature of him putting in Hurts, they're running the ball so much more, and the offensive line's able to do what they're great at doing. So I love the Eagles' future bet 6-1 to right now. Yep, you just re- you're relying on Washington to lose is what you is what you need. Yeah, and I it, it's Haskins versus Russell Wilson this weekend, and you know I don't maybe they'll beat the Cardinals out in the desert, but I think that's a little unlikely. But we will see. I still like it. Okay, okay. so I think I think okay. I distracted your your bet with another unrelated bet, but I have another bet based on teams just struggling to get that last playoff. I think, well, I just did, I just did Zeke. So yeah, you You did Zeke. Yeah, you did Zeke. And then I went into an NFC East monologue, but I, that's good gambling advice there. So I think it's a really fun matchup between the bears and Vikings this week. I like the Vikings (laughs) every single week. And I do like Kirk cousins to throw an interception at plus plus-one ten. The Bears defense, they always pick off Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford. That's what these defenses are designed to do. You know Kirk's giving them one Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. The Bears, oh my gosh. Did they show up last week after I thought they were completely dead? They they definitely showed something against the Texans. So if they can keep playing like that, yes. 
no reason for Kirk not to throw a pick. And Kirk's the kind of quarterback you love to bet against. Just looks like the guy that's going to mess up. Yeah, and he forces the issue downfield. His, I mean, he his decision making has never improved. He still throws into double coverage when he doesn't have that kind of accuracy. So yeah, in the Bears. They play for turnovers. They've been playing for turnovers since 1960. So, yeah, they're going to be going for the ball hawk in this game because it's their best chance of winning. Yeah. I like that pick. Yeah. Cousins throws a pick. Guaranteed. Wow. (laughs) Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Guaranteed Cousins pick. You nailed it last week with the Mahomes pick. So that was my three of them. Three of them. I should have done it as a lightning bet. Yeah. That'd be a good one to do in a lightning bet because you can't hit the under by too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to go to this next bet. This is the bet I feel the least confident about, but that the numbers support the most. So I'm, I'm sticking with the numbers. Evan Ingram, 50-plus receiving yards. Browns. We have the classic receipt tight end yardage over... I don't know. What, what what do you like about Evan? He's so inconsistent this year. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be this week. Although I guess it doesn't really matter. I think he's performed just as well with Daniel Jones as he has with Colt McCoy. But what I love about playing against the Browns is that they've allowed a league high 74 catches to tight ends. They've allowed nine touchdowns to tight ends. They give up a ton of yards to tight ends. And Evan Ingram... He's still averaging seven targets per game, even though this is kind of a bad year for him. So in a game where the Giants are going to have to pass the ball a lot, this doesn't seem like a terrible pick. This this is reminiscent of the Eric Ebron pick I made last week that did not hit. So that's why I'm afraid of it. But I'm doing it again. And isn't he just Eric Ebron? He's exactly like Eric Ebron. He has all the physical tools. He gets open in an offense. But if you feature him as a weapon, he'll have the two or three back-breaking drops on a a on a daily basis, even down to the initials, it's it's eerie. Ooh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I feel a little nervous, just because he reminds me so much of Eric Ebron. But I'm doing it because the numbers say the Browns are awful against tight ends. Yeah, and we saw that Monday night. Like, Mark Andrews was just chilling out in the seam for 15 yards plus yak whenever he wanted it. Like, yeah. the, the Browns' defensive scheme over the stretch in that game deserves some criticism on those late drives. Like, they looked terrible. So did the Ravens though. Both of these defenses looked so bad. Yeah. But at least the, the Browns, we know they have the personnel to throw downfield. Like right. what yeah. are these dimensions that you are unlocking within the Ravens offense? Like <laughs> Lamar Jackson is able to shrug off diarrhea and improve as a pocket passer. That's how bad your scheme is. Jesus. Maybe now that he's gotten all that all that out of his system, he'll be like a legit good quarterback. Yeah, I I mean he's being weighed down by all the all the poop. I think so, but I do think that the Baltimore Ravens receiving core is probably the worst in the league. I've yeah. not I've not seen any plays where a single receiver is open. It's always <laughs> tight windows to Brown or Sneed, and they have zero separation. And they're not able to isolate from the DB or it just gets batted down. I don't think it's on Lamar too much at all. Mm-hmm. 
and you know they lost a hall of fame o lineman they lost a all pro left tackle so yeah there's a lot of variables for having shitty receivers in the mix for sure yeah it helps that he i mean i feel like they feel like they don't need to invest in receivers because lamar is a is the best running back in the nfl yeah i mean that's true and like they don't invest in receivers ever that's like been Ravens football as long as they've been the Ravens. They never pay their receivers. Yeah. I mean, the la- yeah, the last time they took a chance on a receiver was Marquise Brown in the first round. He's not a number one guy. He's like 5'9". Yeah, and I know they – maybe they even had like one free agent splash with like Derek Mason. But <laughs> seriously, like they don't budget any cap for the receiver position as opposed to the competitors. Yeah. Is Dez coming back this week or did he actually quit the NFL? <laughs> Man, this has been such a long week. That feels like that happened four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like he's had a whole retirement. I've watched him be an announcer on <laughs> the Oklahoma Saturday game. Like, yeah, wow. I can't believe that was four days ago. <laughs> what a world. Um, so I'm going to hang out in the Sunday America's game of the week slot. And I like Le'Veon Bell in this matchup for the Chiefs offense against the Saints. I mean, you can pick either of these. You can take over 11 and a half receiving yards, or you can take over 17 and a half rushing yards. I think the strengths of this Saints defense really make this a good Le'Veon Bell game. They've got a great secondary. They've got a great D-line. But what you can do against the Saints is play outside on them, and that is where Bell does his best work. And these are pretty low figures for him in this matchup. Yeah, and he's definitely gotten a bigger role as the season has gone on to the dismay of anyone who has Edwards Hilaire in fantasy. But he, yeah, these are really low numbers for for a guy who probably gets 12 touches this game. Um, I like this pick a lot. Yeah and, this, yeah, and this is the opposite of the Adams reception pick. Like, you know, this is a cumulative figure. He's going to get three catches. He'll probably fig- finish with like 39 yards rushing and 25 yards receiving. And it'll be like, oh, Le'Veon Bell, he's a role player. But like, the line is treating Le'Veon Bell like he's someone just brought up from the practice squad. Yeah, they're treating him like he's a fullback. Yeah, we know this guy can make plays and break tackles. And in marquee games, I mean, there's so much talent on this Chiefs offense. He just needs one opportunity for either of these. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love, love it. That. These are my, those are probably my two favorite of the week. But I yeah. won't my guarantee. That's, that's Cousins. Yeah, <laughs> that one's a guarantee um all right i'm gonna go to the eagles game we we're talking about a little earlier yeah well i'm gonna take jalen hurts go what ahead you say? i was gonna do a stupid joke but yeah i was slow with it go ahead jalen okay. sorry i'm taking jalen hurts over 57 and a half rushing yards he went bananas in his first game he rushed for eight he rushed 18 times for 106 yards in his debut i feel like that's kind of what we are gonna be expecting from jalen hurts moving forward a very mobile guy who uses his legs to get out of tricky situations lamar like a quarterback who on third down 
If there's nothing immediately available, he'll take off. And the Cardinals are the sixth worst team against rushing quarterbacks. They're allowing 316 rushing yards on 58 attempts. So, yeah, I like, and it's fun to bet on a new a new guy because I don't feel like the market has really like corrected itself to what his lines should actually be. Yeah, and the figures do back you up there, but I do have some reservations just because of the personnel in the Cardinals defense. If there's a running quarterback and Jalen, he doesn't quite have Lamar speed. He's a little bit of a bigger, more forceful runner. Mm -hmm. But Isaiah Simmons is probably the fastest front seven, secondary, whatever he is. He's one of the fastest defenders in the league. And he could just be a perfect personnel fit for stopping a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's true. If they just put him at a spy, then Hurts is not going to have much luck on the ground. Yeah, that's my only reservation because Isaiah Simmons, he went from like the beginning of the year, he couldn't get on the field. He was getting like 7% of snaps. And now, I mean, apologies to a few bad personal foul calls that have cost the Cardinals some games, but he's been an amazing contributor for this Cardinals defense. I was very high on him. And maybe I just hate this pick because I want to see him used in this capacity yeah, I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury has ever even considered the fact that he has a defense, so you might be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Cardinals, what a train wreck. Like, the Raiders have been easily the biggest train wreck of the season, but the Cardinals aren't too far behind. Yeah, but don't you think Kyler's a little injured there? The shoulder just... Something's wrong, yeah. Like, there was a game, not against the Giants this week, he looked pretty good. The week previously... He just couldn't throw down the field whatsoever. Like, and they were, the announcers didn't really talk about it, but he was missing guys horribly. And like, it just seems like he's having some problems rather than there being anything foundationally wrong there. Hey, if we want to do a name a bet for points bet, should do combined rushing yards between the two quarterbacks. Ooh, I, I have a name a bet for points bet as well, actually. Okay. So let's do both of them right now. So combined rushing yards in the Eagles-Cardinals Cardinals game. So I would probably have this at 96.5. I would say 104.5. Yeah. I, I So maybe they'll make it 100 points bet. Yeah, it's just like Vegas has been unwilling to move that Kyler Murray – rushing yards line over 40 all season so they i think they stubbornly keep it low yeah if 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 they're keeping his rushing total low maybe i'll bet on that this weekend too because like you said he doesn't look like he's throwing the ball with any like his arm looks bad so i think he's gonna have to run it quite a bit yeah and uh, for my next pick it is a, a name of bet because a lot of times i don't know your process for picking our bets but i usually go to the site i I look at points bet or another site's offerings and that informs my decisions. But this week I had something I wanted to place. I was looking up the odds and they weren't there because I like LaVisca Chenault. That's a mouthful over receiving yardage. I mean, it's been such an amazing class of rookie receivers and Mm -hmm. Chenault. I mean, he's just another guy who's been, kind of lost in the shuffle and he would have been drafted higher, but he had a lot of injury issues at Buffalo at Colorado last year, but he's been putting up 80, 75, 79 yards very routinely. And 
this Ravens pass defense is Swiss cheese. I think he's a pretty safe yeah. to get around 65 plus yards this weekend. And I thought there would be good value in him because he's not a name yet because, you know, he was injured. He plays in Jacksonville and it's just a hard name to say. <laughs> it's the double vowels there. Lavishka Chenault. It's the, the double SH. I can't do it. Yeah, that is tough. That is tough. And you know what? He gets Gardner Minshew back this week. He gets Gardner Minshew back. So, yeah, I I like that. Wherever you can find that. You'll probably find that, what, in the 40s? Yeah, I would say 39.5 would be my pick there because maybe Minshew likes throwing to Chark a little bit more. Chark is definitely Minshew's guy. But Keelan Cole isn't really. Yeah. Chenault has my favorite touchdown of the year. I think it was a couple weeks ago. It would might it maybe against the Vikings where Mike Glennon threw it at a defender. It hit the defender's hand, bounced into the end zone to LaVisca, who was just standing there and caught it. Yeah, it really, was a great touchdown. Yeah, very similar to the Browns uh two point play that they drew up on Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so who had the floor before we did our name of bets? Uh I did. Your turn. Uh, okay, so it is my turn. And I going to stick with the Dolphins defense. I was right on my Mahomes interception pick last week, and there's a game this weekend. They're playing the New England Patriots, who suddenly don't have anything to play for. I like a defensive touchdown in this game at plus 300 odds. You know, with a defensive touchdown pick, you want to pick, they're usually like plus 260, plus 270. I think this is the game where it's most likely to happen. They're, I mean, Xavier Howard could be historically significant with another interception. Yeah. Still amazing ball hawks on the other side of the defense. And there's a rookie quarterback in Cam Newton. There's going to be some picks in this game. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. My pick, I'll just go into mine because talking about the same exact thing, Cam Newton over 0.5 interceptions plus one Oh two. Yeah. Yeah. So do both of these picks and the dolphins defense is a turnover machine. So like, even if it wasn't Cam Newton, who's not a good quarterback, I would take the Dolphins to get an interception in pretty much any game they play now. Yeah, my my one worry about these is that there might be just such a high degree of respect between the two coaches here. Flores is the mm-hmm. best guy to come out of the Belichick tree, and I think Belichick obviously knows it. So you might see like a huge deal of conservatism in the play calling on both sides. Yeah, I... I don't see Cam throwing it much more than 20 times, which is like my one thing I'm scared of with this pick. I think the Patriots run the ball 40 times this game, but I mean, come on, Cam Newton throwing the ball 20 times. I still think there's a good chance yeah, he throws an interception. There's definitely going to be that. And like, I feel like football kind of gets a bad rap because it's, oh, it's this brute game where people just bash each other in. But like, it is the, this like game of chess and the intellectual elements are really going to be on display in this Flores Belichick matchup. I am not going to have much to look forward to in the one o'clock Sunday slate. Lions, Satan's Chase Daniel, baby. So I'm going to be watching this game like it's an episode of the Queen's Gambit. I just want (laughs) to go at it, baby. I want Belichick popping those pills, looking at Winovich up on his ceiling, and then Flores coming in, hitting that clock. I can't wait for this one. I wonder if now that the roles are kind of changed where the Dolphins are one of the better teams in the East and the Patriots are one of the worst teams in the East, 
if now is the year that the Patriots play spoiler for the Dolphins instead of the Dolphins playing spoiler to the Patriots. Exactly. And you you hit it right on the head there, Steve. It's such a fun storyline for how these franchises have been positioned for years. Like, yeah. I think any Patriots divisional game is much must-see TV moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Man, how, what a crazy team. They beat the Chargers by 45 points. And then they score three points against the Rams. Yeah. What, an, what a crazy, crazy team. But there is something to the travel. That was kind of a travel loss anyway, right? Like if you're on the West Coast, you're staying out there another three days. How are you going to reasonably be reasonably going to prepare for that game? I don't know. I guess I, I, I are bad too. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like a a well-coached team that's bad. So some weeks they're good. Yeah, yeah. They have a perfect game plan. Exactly. And other weeks they don't have the perfect game plan. And you see what these players are capable of. And it's, it's not pretty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But we, I still like them. Uh, oh, this one. I, I love it. Um, Kareem hunt to get 50 yards is even odds. It's against the giants on Sunday night. The Giants, the strength of their team is Leonard Williams. So that leads me to believe that the Browns, with their amazing offensive line blocking for the run game, they're going to be able to run off tackle. And Kareem Hunt is really good at running outside. Interesting. If this was all-purpose yards and it was at like 75, I'd be all about it. Rushing yards scares me a little bit, though. Yeah, and I know... Just because he only gets like... Well, I guess it depends, but he'll get six, 10 carries a game. So, yeah, I mean, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, but just just given the matchup against the Giants, given that it's kind of a – the Browns have penciled in this game as one they're going to win to secure their playoff berth. I think treating Kareem ben Hunt as the bell cow gives them the best chance to win this game. So I'm going to put my money to back that hypothesis here. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm only out. That was my last pick by was, yeah. the way. Me too. I'm done as well. Well, this was a, a great week. I had a good time. And I'll tell you when I didn't have a good time, Steve. It was yesterday. Yesterday was an awful day. Oh, we no. had a blizzard. Oh, I, yeah. I had to dig out my girlfriend's car from the snow, and I had two finals. And then I had to shoot my gambling picks in the snow. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to roll the video for you here. Let me know what you think of the picks. Okay. And hopefully you like that first joke because it's a little dicey. Okay. (laughs) Hi, I'm Joel Wachowski, and I am a professional gambler here for the Props Network, coming to you live from the inside of Michael Irvin's nostril. Boy, it came down harder than Roger Goodell on a deflated football. Here are my Week 15 picks. Of course, I like the Ravens over the Jags. There's a lot of debate over whether or not Lamar Jackson took a crap during a game last week. But one thing is clear, the Jaguars have done so all year. I like the Steelers over the Bengals, even though Big Ben looks like Tim Allen halfway through the Santa Claus. I like the Saints to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. Last night, we got eight inches of useless white. Doesn't it sound like I'm the Saints describing the return of Drew Brees? I like the Seahawks over Washington. It's Russell Wilson 
versus Dwayne Haskins. That's like choosing between a date with a supermodel and castration. Those are my picks. Enjoy the games. <laughs> Am I in trouble, Steve? No, the Santa Claus line really got me. <laughs> he, he does, though. That's just true. <laughs> like, I write jokes and I was like, oh, no, this is just a fact at this point. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah, that's great. And it was fun just to walk around Brooklyn in the snow yesterday, making fun of Drew Brees. And I like the picks here. I think the Ravens are going to run it up. I think that's a okay. reasonable estimate. Seahawks seem, I love them this week. And I had to stop myself from picking the Vikings because I've taken the Vikings so many times. And then the Steelers Monday night, I like the pick, but they did cut my Eric Ebron joke for time. I said, um, he he's so reliable to drop the ball during the holiday season. His nickname should be Times Square. So <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah, I like that one, but it's it's a little long, a little cerebral, but it's not there. All right, let me let me compare. Let me compare what we have here. I have I ended up teasing down the Steelers game because I don't like how big that spread is. So Agreed. I took the 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 tease number plus the under. Because I don't think the Bengals score that many points. Who'd you, who else did you have? You had the Jaguars-Ravens. So this is this is mirroring what we did last week. You're taking – you took the Titans with a big spread last week. I took the over in that game. You yeah. took the Ravens with a big spread this week. I'm taking the over in the game again. I missed it last week and you got it. We'll see if the same exact thing happens this week. Um, and then what else? I, I, Seahawks. Seahawks. I bought I bought the Seahawks up to or I bought the football team up to the key number. So I got the football team plus six and a half. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, with the Seahawks game, I think um, you know, that Packers Seahawks tease is staring me right in the face. I'm gonna take that. That seems like a really great play. So I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna make that a two unit bet. And like, you know, I'm a lot of my bets they're multi-day bets here. Like I thought about doing a giant Ohio State Pittsburgh parlay, but I didn't want to ruin my Christmas. <laughs> so I am on in college football. I'm on a Buffalo, Texas A&M, Clemson moneyline parlay for even odds. I like that. And then I'm on the Packers, Seahawks tees, and then I'll be on the Vikings. I'll be on the Ravens, and then you have to be on the Chiefs this week, right? I'm on the Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I am. How how are who is it is it Breeze or is it Hill? It's not decided yet, is it? I don't think it matters either way. I think honestly they have a better chance with Hill because I don't I have like you've been saying all year, have no faith in Drew Breeze to inspire an offense that can keep up with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, how is can you imagine the Saints offense scoring 28 points this game? No. Yeah, they take too much time. They take too much time. The offense is good, but they run clock the entire way down the field. And the Chiefs, like, you could say all you want about the Saints' defense being incredible. The Chiefs' offense is cheating. Like, they don't, like, you can't count stats against the Chiefs' offense. They can have their way with any defense in the NFL. Uh, So, yeah, I don't think the Saints can keep up. Yeah. 
No way. I think the Chiefs will do anything they want. I think the Saints are going to be exposed. And, you know, I think this is the Packers conference this year. Yeah, it looks like it. If 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 they don't blow a game and the Rams don't leapfrog them. Yeah, but I mean, Packers, and then you can flip a coin between either of the NFC West teams to see who I like the second most. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be, I think we play the Seahawks week 17 for to decide the division gonna be good yeah and like can jared goff win a game on the road in lambo in the playoffs i don't know but aaron donald can <laughs> like that's how that game needs to go you could control yeah. the game but so this has been the friday props drop and i encourage anyone everyone to not just subscribe but to check out the propsnetwork.com there's some awesome stuff there there's live line comparisons there's line comparisons and probably the best thing that i've seen in the gambling world all week is our new future bet comparison tool. You can check out odds from all of the legal sports book in your area and compute who has the best NFC East odds, who has the best MVP odds. So there's a lot of great stuff, and I encourage you to check it out at thepropsnetwork.com. Must be 21 or older to bet online. If you or someone you know have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Well, Steve, I had a great time with you this week, and... Me too, man. I doubt we'll be on the air next week because it's Christmas Day, I think. Yeah, next Friday is Christmas Day. We have a football game on Christmas this year. Yay, and happy Whiskey (laughs) Basketball Day to all our listeners. And Steve, have a great holiday with you and yours, and I will be seeing you in the new year. Sounds good, man. Thanks Thanks for having me. Have a good Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to anyone who celebrated that. Last night of Hanukkah was last night. So enjoy the football this weekend, my friends. Enjoy the football. My last final is this evening. And then I'm a full-time gambler for the next three weeks. (laughs) Join me on that journey. Hit subscribe. Go to thepropsnetwork.com for TPN The Walk On. This is Joel Walkowski walking on.